everybody. It's Neil at the Dash with the Gentleman. And with me, I have Frank. Say hi, Frank. What up? And tonight, we are going to talk about the American Revolution. Not the old one, the new one that's coming up in, you know, 5, 10, 20, tomorrow, years, whoever. Who knows? I don't know. Do you know? Could happen anytime. Look, you don't know. <laughs> End counting. <laughs> like, I don't know about you, Frank, but I think this country needs a revolution. <laughs> this town needs an enema. But, Woo! not to say I want one, but it needs one. <laughs> you know? Because I don't want people dying on the streets. I mean, I know you do. But, uh, I, I, I think that the only way for the system to fix itself is for us to have a revolution is this the revolution is this what we're going with this is this is the symbol of revolution <laughs> so like everyone's gonna congregate in the street and they're gonna be like <laughs> that's the signal fucking man that's going around revolution the spray painting finger wiggles on a wall <laughs> Like, if people are like, I don't know what's happening. I mean, like, is this a revolution or... Right. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. His hands get all green. Because the, the green Because thing. it's a go. Because the revolution's a go. Neil's a prophet. Boom. That's right. And it has nothing to do with this background I have here. He's obviously in space. That's why he's a prophet. <laughs> he can see the future. But anyways, um, so broke so much immersion right now. People are gonna have to like really kind of go co like get some counseling and cope with what just happened. It's all right. I'm here for you, I baby. Space I'm here for you. I will talk it out with you. But anyways, so the reason why we need a revolution, in my opinion, is because the rich are getting richer, the poor are getting poorer. Uh, people with money influence elections, so on, so forth. And it's not going to ever stop. Rich people are not going to be like, hey, we should write a law that's going to make us poorer to help the poor. Fuck that. I want a seventh boat. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, in, in a very crude way of speaking, I think that is the truth. And I don't think I'm very far from the actual truth. What do you think, Frank? No, I mean, like, I think that it's going to be all fun and games for the upper 1% of the upper 1% whenever they think that they've got more uh, money than Midas. And then next thing they know, they're being dragged out of their uh, seven story mansions by the, uh, the general plebeian population and being beaten with sticks and set on fire. And the redistribution of wealth will be done with bloodied hands for sure. And, and I can't fucking wait. <laughs> I mean, I will be the instigator. I will. I'll, I'll stand in the crowd, and everyone's trying to, like, milling around. They're like, they're like, what should we do? What should we do? But, like, he's killed poor children. Boom! Everyone explodes. Because at that point, like, the powder keg is there. All you have to do is just make some shit up and just watch the world burn. And it'll be so good. So good. You'll see these guys in their $5,000 Armani suits getting dragged up, dragged up to the gallows and get their goddamn heads cut off. And I'm just going to sit there just <sighs> so much, so much good. Yeah. 
I mean, I don't think it's going to be good, but the end result will probably be good. Uh, I think... No, it won't. It'll be terrible. No. It'll be awful. No, it's going to be the worst. It'll be the worst kind of re- it'll be the worst kind of resolution that you could possibly have because the upper power structure didn't get there on nothing. But the perception is that they've done nothing for everything. So it's like they have all this power and all this money that they've just sort of accumulated because reasons. And I get that, like, you know, you have generational money. Sure. But I mean, like, if it was really the case of like, like the like old French bourgeoisie, uh, they get all this money for nothing. Even they couldn't hold on to it, right? Because even whenever the aristocracy, like back in France before, they had their big, big time revolution. Uh, they, everybody was spending money like it was going out of style because they didn't know how to live any other way other than to spend shitloads of money, right? So they were like up to their fucking ball sacks in debt. So then, the same thing would happen if these people were stupid with their money. If it was like you know my grandfather's grandfather's grandfather had all this money and then you know I I didn't do anything with it except for spend it and I lived this like extreme life then I could understand that because they would lose everything. Sure. But then in this case, these are smart people that have had held a lot of money. And regardless of what anybody thinks about, like, you know, because they are being taxed, they are putting a lot of money in because they can't help but put a lot of money in because they have a lot of money, even if they're taxed at a lower percentage of everyone else. Like if you're taxing someone who has 40, 400 billion fucking dollars and you're only taxing them at 5 percent, I'm being taxed at 10 percent. That's still 10 percent. Of ninety thousand dollars versus five percent of four hundred fucking billion dollars. I mean, right. like the 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 dollar figure is still there, even if they're being taxed at a, at a lower rate. That's fair. So then, let's say we let's say we do have this revolution and we kill everybody. It'll fuck up the economy unbelievably, yeah. and then you'll have all of the plebeian trash that came up, and we're more interested in burning books and learning how to read them because it would further their agenda of wanting to have more money for nothing. Then they come in, they kill all the people who actually were generating jobs, generating income, even even vicariously through very low, uh, low tax brackets for themselves. Now they're like, yeah, we showed them. I have no more job. <laughs> yeah, like the economy is in absolute disarray. The people who were who were performerly in power, it's all fucking gone. Everything's fucked up. What do you mean foreign relations? I don't fucking know. You know, I mean, and then it's just going to be chaos. And then you're going to have like your little fractal uh, fiefdoms of an overarching federal system that's just going to be like, we have no idea how to handle this. Because the money that was there before is is gone now. Look, I mean, I'm not saying you're completely wrong. I just think you're a little more cynical than you. Uh... That's not even being cynical. That's being <laughs> real. That's being fucking real. Because people are stupid. No, I mean, as far as, you know, uh, inheriting money and stuff and spending it wildly and not using your head, yeah, I can see how you could say that. And especially, but having a ton of money and then teaching your kids how to manage said money and so on and so forth as their, you know, kids grow up, that's, you still get a massive head start in life. Like, well, yeah. I mean, basically, you're telling your kids, hey, You've got a ton of money. Don't fuck this up. Just don't spend a ton of it. Live slightly frugal. You don't have to be, you know, you don't have to not keep up with the latest trends. (laughs) But don't fucking buy a whole bunch of shit you don't need. I think that, like, the best thing that could happen as far as, like, a, a, a an avenue that... See, I don't even want to talk about like not having a revolution because I want it so badly. I yeah. mean, like I want I want the blood to flow like rivers. Okay, and it would be would be somebody who's pissed off enough to be congressionally elected, and then be like, 
I'm going to pass this fucking bill. I'm going to pass this fucking bill that gives everybody, you have to pay the same taxes as everybody else. And then the rich people are going to be like, but my tax bracket. No. No, and no tax breaks. You know, you get tax breaks if you have kids. You, you that That's it. You sure. have If you have family, you have direct dependent family tax break. Everything else? No. Fuck you. You know, I mean, like you don't get to do like you like I have like 50 billion dollars in donations here and 50 billion dollars in donations there. And I swear to God, look at the receipts. Here's a sack of green for you to show how legitimate these receipts are. Now, put your name on the fucking line. You know, what I mean, it's like it doesn't matter anymore. So like you, you pay it at 15 percent. So you 15 percent of your income. You know who tried to do that? Obesey. Herman Cain. He had a five, five, five tax rule. You remember that? I don't. It was 5% across the board of uh, sales and then income and then uh, whatever the third one is. But basically, across the board, everybody pays 5% out of those bits of income and mm-hmm. outgoing. So no matter you know how wealthy you were, you were paying 5%, which it obviously scales with how much money you have it's percentage right <laughs> it's like it's like it's like we were talking about earlier you know five percent to me is a lot different than five percent to someone who has 400 billion dollars right it's the same amount as far as like how it impacts our lives but right. the but the actual fiscal figure is different yeah I'm, i mean it wasn't a terrible idea but yeah that would be the guy that would uh <laughs> start the yeah, revolution it's a great idea it's a great it's a great idea i mean and like but the thing is again to be pissed off enough to have it happen yeah. You got to be pissed off enough to have it happen and then bulldoze your way in and then actually make it happen. Now, the ideally, ideally, what we would like to see is to have somebody who's pissed enough enough to have it happen, garner a large movement, go into the Capitol building and execute all, every congressional member, <laughs> all of them, down, down, every one of them, no, no exceptions. I mean, like you just you pile, you, you kill them all, you pile the heads up and then you set them on fire and you're done. And then you have to reelect because. Even back in ancient times, the Senate needed to periodically be reminded that, yes, you are in power. No, you are not powerful. Right. Because the power comes from the tumultuous masses and their perception of what you're doing and what they perceive as to be right and in their best interests. And if your best interest supersedes the best interests of the nation, it is entirely possible that they're going to kill the shit out of you. Oh, yeah. And not in nice ways. They're going to drag you out of your perfect home and beat you to death with sticks. Right. Well, the plebeians I mean, are nasty when they're pissed. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Okay. So the reason for any sort of government, and this is just my take on it, and I might be completely off base here, but is for simplicity's sake. Because you've got a mass of people, and you hire one guy to speak for that mass of people. And you say, hey... We all want you to represent us as fairly as possible. And then that goes up the chain to all the other locations in the geographic area. And then it goes up to the chain all the way up to, you know, President, House, Senate, so on and so forth. So basically, it's just a pyramid of making decisions. Mm-hmm. So when that one person that is, you know, representing your district does not appeal to your uh, the, the majority of your, your desires there in that that district, that's basically you know, that's that's grounds for removal, impeachment, mm. or, you know, electing somebody new. So basically what I'm trying to get at here is the only reason why a government exists is for simplicity's sake. So that 
you don't have to have everybody talking over everybody. You hire one person to lead, but not necessarily lead because you're you're not exactly in control. You're you're at the at the will of the masses. Is am I incorrect in that assumption? Yes and no. the The reason why yes is because yes, it's for simplicity because you want to have one person that has overarching decision making power on on a lot of things, like especially like as far as civil decisions go. Uh, no, because the reason why you invest power in in an individual is because that individual can, is is ideally supposed to make impartial judgments based on the needs of the group. Okay. So that, but like at the same time, this individual is going to be educated in in civil functions, civil engineering, and and money making, taxes, and government, as opposed to like if you got a guy who is like I laid bricks. And then you put him in power, and he's like, all the brick-making stuff needs X. But then the, the, the say, like, the farmers are like, well, we need, you know, we need this kind of rotation, and we need this kind of help in the fields. And he's like, no, you don't. That's stupid. Because he has no idea. He knows right. his very specific function. Whereas the, the elected official needs to have not only a broader understanding, but actually needs to know, like, from the top down, where are these things taking place at? Yeah. And he needs to be able to make the decision impartially, which is a lot of times very difficult for people who have come from a very specific and refined background. Say again, in the example of the bricklayer, where he's like people that work in, in the building industry, they need they need all of these bricks because I know how hard it is. But fuck everyone else. Right. Whereas like a, a, as someone who's who's studied uh, civil government will go, well, everybody needs an equal portion of everything because everybody's important for everything. And then he can make the decisions, even the hard ones, where like everybody would be like on an individual level, I don't understand why the fuck you did that. You know, that just seems like a terrible decision. Right. But then it's like, well, you think it's a terrible decision, but I just saved the homes of all of these people in this area and we increased the food productivity and then the 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 civil structuring of our of our city became this much more efficient. And it's it's like, well, you know, I didn't think of that. Well, no, because you didn't know. You right. didn't know what to think. You didn't know. You didn't know what you were responsible for thinking of, and that's why, you know. Yes, yes, I agree with you. No, I don't, because it is for simplicity's sake. Because that way, you have a single focal point, whether it's whether it's a group of people like elders or or an individual person like a president, senator, representative, that you can go to and be like, you know, Timmy fell in the well. Okay, well, you know, the immediate short term side is get Timmy out of the well. Sure. The solving the rest of the problem is why the fuck is the well open? Why right. could Timmy get to the well? Why is the reservoir out in the middle of fucking God and everyone? Right. You know, these are the things that a civil that a civil person, uh, I say civil person, a civil uh, servant person would would attempt to think about hypothetically. Sure. Where we're at now in, in our nation is we got a whole lot of people that are like, how do I make more fucking money? <laughs> yeah. You know, like how do I fuck all these people and just. I want I want to stick hundred dollar bills to my body, and I want to fucking walk in to a strip club and be like, "Ah, bitches, I'm Swamp Thing," and I want to <laughs> motorboat them titties, you know. And you're like, "Save the green," and you're not defending justice. You're just, you know, you're just motorboating skanks. Which is which? Don't get me wrong. That's, that's pretty super important. hot. But, I mean, yeah. you know, if I could, I would slather myself up with money. And stay home, or go to a bank and deposit it, and I don't even care what the teller looks like. <laughs> I feel like help me get all this money off of me, please. 
Okay. That basket, I need to put my junk in it so that this doesn't get any weirder than it already is. Wow. So now that we've uh, solidified the purpose of government, um, what has gone wrong with it other than the fact that you just said, I want more money and I don't give a fuck about anybody else? Uh, lobbyists and uh, an early an early Senate decision that early Senate. Um, I think it was I think it was in the um, early to mid eighties. I can't remember what the the bill's called. They decided to treat corporations like individual donors. Oh, that was uh, Citizens United, wasn't it? I can't recall. I guess I don't remember when. I don't remember what it was. What it was, but I uh, but it, it was it gave it, Congress decided to vote so that people that. You, you should only be able to take donations from individuals. Mm-hmm. And then now Congre- congressional uh, congressional members can take donations from businesses. So Chevron invests X amount of dollars in this senator. And I'm like, that didn't strike anybody that that was going to be a terrible idea. Right. Like, there's a difference between like, like I'm donating for your campaign because I believe in what you say. Then you're already in office. I'm donating to you as an individual because – Man, wouldn't it be nice if you could just go ahead and fuck uh, Shell? Right. You know, like Shell's trying to open up these oil rigs. It would be pretty swell if something happened to them in their uh, in their FERC deployment. It would be really nice if they got denied somehow. <laughs> How many zeros is it going to fucking take? I mean, like, it's just that once, once like, businesses were allowed to be involved in, in civil government... And federal government, it, it became the death knell of progressive freedom, because if you have an individual, an individual can represent themselves and and represent their interests. So, like you know, even if it's like Rupert Murdoch wants to put five hundred million dollars into Donald Trump's election campaign, this is a, an example. Right. Shut up, don't judge. Whatever. Okay. This is the first thing I thought of. I'm sorry, Fox and Friends. So. He was he put five hundred million dollars into, into Trump's election campaign. Well, he's only representing himself. He's not representing any because he, he's not representing any interests. He can't represent any interests. Previously, he could only be like, "I want to give you this money," and that's it. Now, if the, if any, if anything happened that directly influenced the what he makes, that would be a violation of congressional law. Sure. Until this bill was passed, and now it's like Rupert Murdoch. As a representative of Fox Fox News or where the fuck it is, like can can give Donald Trump five hundred million dollars at any time, and suddenly CNN becomes a memory, and it's like and everyone's like, well, you know, CNN broke all these FCC codes. Sure, <laughs> you know, right. and like then it, it just becomes like a matter of like you know dollars for dollars for representation. I mean, lobbying is the worst thing in the world. Lobbying was the worst decision that we could have ever made. Lobbying should have been a thankless and and moneyless position where a person believes in something long enough, like your grandma really wants to keep her fucking pension. And so she goes to the Capitol building and be like, I have no fucking money. I can't afford food. I'm begging at Capitol Hill. Please don't take my pension. You know, shit like that. That's lobbying. Right. Not like this guy, like, I have a briefcase full of unmarked hundreds that <laughs> I am willing to pass to you so that you can, you know, help my client out. Like, you should be immediately arrested. 
Yep. Done. Because that's bribing. That's like by any other term, that's the probably. lobbying is bribing. Yeah. I mean, like it's one of those like you can't like you can't walk up to a cop and be like, "Look, I know I raped that dude, but here's a sack of money." <laughs> that says otherwise. That says that I I had you know meaningful consensual sex with him, and I don't know why he's dead. Sure. But here's a sack of money. Let's make that let's make that dream a reality, and the cop would. No, you're under arrest for fucking not only murder and shit, but also fucking that thing that you just did. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, like, if, if if a cop would arrest you for it, a politician shouldn't get away. Bingo. You know? Side note. I, mean, <laughs> I have a good story about something like that. So, oh, lobbying. Yes. yes, I want this now so bad. Lobbying. Uh, there's a whole lot of lobbying in the IT community. Oh, I'm, I'm like 50% like less interested now. Well, you're a bitch. Anyways. <laughs> so, so oftentimes, um, as an IT guy, I will have a queue full of tickets, right? And you have several options when you're calling or contacting IT. You can put in a ticket. You can call them directly. You can send an email, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Obviously, the things that are going to pop up to me First are you standing right in front of me telling me I need shit done <laughs> or you calling me followed by sending me an email and then followed by sending in a ticket. Okay. In that order, pretty much now, every now and then we will get somebody that, uh, brings in cookies or <laughs> snacks, <laughs> fucking bribery. And they'll, they'll specifically say shit like, I want to keep my IT guys happy. You'll remember me. My name is yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So when I see that ticket in that queue, I'm going to handle that one first. <laughs> I mean, it was like that whenever I was, I used to deliver pizzas. Like, because we, we, you you knew the address is a tip, like, fucking mad. So then, like, you, you're like, you're like this, every time I go to this guy's door, he gives me 15 bucks. You know, and it was like, okay, I see his address come up. I take his phone order. I go over. I make his pizzas myself. Right. I put him in the oven, literally ahead of everyone else. And then they run through. I get him. I take him personally, and I leave. He gets his pizzas in less than fucking ten minutes. <laughs> and then this dude's like, "See, I know that if I tip really well, you guys kill it." And I'm like, "Man, every time that your shit comes up, I'm the one that takes it. I run the fucking store, and I I can tell everybody to get the fuck out. I wanted. <laughs> I'm like, look, you either let me take it or you're fired." <laughs> a little bit of money now or no money later. I mean, those are your options. <laughs> I swing the cudgel of authority. <laughs> okay. So we've pretty much defined the problem with government as it is as it stands right now. We've defined the purpose of government. Now it's it's become a democratically elected aristocracy. Yeah. And and it's I mean, and now now where we have Orange Hitler, it's looking like it's gonna be even worse. Oh god! Because yeah. now it might become a literal aristocracy, you know. Might be King Trump. King Trump the first. <laughs> How does that make you feel, Princess Ivanka? First gotta, of her name. I gotta go <laughs> to anywhere else. <laughs> Lord Lord Regent Kushner. Stop it. Anyway, so <laughs> when the shit comes crashing down, um, how do you how do you think it's gonna start? Like. You don't need to name names specifically. Like, what do you think is going to spark the revolution? 
I mean, it's been a long time coming, obviously. But what do you? Who's gonna, you know, fire the first round, or what? What's gonna happen? Is I think, I think that it's gonna be a because if if you slowly degrade freedom over time, it's like the frog in a hot pot thing, where like you put the frog in the the hot water, boom, gone. You know, it jumps out because it's fucking hot. It's terrible. But if you put him in and it's cold and then you warm it up slowly, the frog will sit there and boil to death. Sure. It's the same principle with the loss of your freedoms where you have freedom and you have like, you know, even even 30 years ago, you had absolute freedom. And then, you know, well, well, some shit happened. And, well, you know, some other shit happened. And, well, you know, not some other shit. Happened. But, you know, now it's the world's getting scary. Yeah. I mean, like maybe North Korea has nukes. Well, I mean, like, you know, it just seems like people are really like really negative on the government and, and maybe we need to keep an eye on them, you know? And then, well, you know, why don't we just, why don't we just tell you that what you need to do? So like, it's the slow degradation of freedom. That's afraid. That's terrifying. But in the case of like, of, of recently, because of the disconnect between Washington and, and the regular people, I feel that someone, and again, not naming names because I mean, I don't know, but I feel that someone at some point is going to take a jump in the degradation of freedom. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 rather than the slow degradation of freedom, it's going to be like a, you know, we went from, you know, we're, we're losing some, we're losing some freedom to martial law. And it's going to be that jump that's going to, that's going to set the spark because people are already pissed. People are already angry. They're already, they're already ready to be in the street. But then, like, if you take, if you take their freedom, really fast like that mm -hmm. and then you show your true colors and you show your hand really quickly I, which i think that i think that at this point is something that they would do that that'll be what sets it off that'll be the blood in the street but it's all but i think that a lot of a lot of people that feel like there's going to be a major revolution are are really undercutting american values in a in a strong way where they always say you know the police and the and the army are going to come in. They're going to kick down your door and they're going to take all your shit and they're going to shoot your family. Point mm. them out. Yeah. Name me somebody in our armed forces that is willing to turn their guns on their on the people that they have sworn duty to protect, and uh, not only protect the Constitution but protect the sanctity of the United States and the freedom of the individual, and that they would just willingly turn around because some politician fucking told them and shoot their neighbors in their community. Yeah, the, I'm with you on that 100%. So, I mean, like, I feel like if, if it did come to that and the and the orders came in, you know, martial law, you need to shoot anybody who disagrees with you. I feel like a substantial amount of the armed forces would be like, what? No. And yeah. then it's more fucking terrifying because this is America and goddamn if everyone doesn't have a gun. Right. So, I mean, it's like then you've got you pissed off the army, you pissed off local law enforcement. And now you have an armed population, which is exactly what the Second Amendment is fucking meant for, that's ready to rise up against tyranny and retake the nation and put it back the way it was supposed to be. Right. Which in this case will be the full life cycle of, of our democratic union. So, I mean, like, I think that it would really be like the spark, because I mean, like, I, I, whenever you say that, the spark, it reminds me of the V for Vendetta where they shoot that kid. Yeah. And, and I don't think it's going to be like that. I think it's going to be like, I think it'll be a huge jump of the reduction of freedom. Okay. You know, like, like this will be state. Like, I think the first part will be, this is the state sponsored media because every other country that 
it has that. You know, uh, Russia has state-sponsored media. China has state-sponsored media. America doesn't. America has free media. Right. You know, it's it's up to you to make the decision whether or not it's true or whether or not it's accurate. But, like, all of a sudden you have state-sponsored media, and now you don't need anything else because there's only one thing that you should believe, and that's the state. Right. That's going to be such a huge jump in the loss of freedom because now you've destroyed the First Amendment. Yes. And, that, and so, like, as soon as you start, like, legitimately removing sections of the Constitution, that'll be enough. That was a very good answer, Frank. I liked it. And Kyle, you are welcome to join at any time. But you're a motherfucker, so you won't. Because <laughs> <laughs> I call you motherfucker Jones. <laughs> what was meh? Was meh? Suck my that dick. That was a how good about, answer. How, how about, I got two inches of... Oh. Uh, <laughs> Okay. I guess somebody see me whenever I come to town. <laughs> now you've done it. All right. No, I, I go back home. So we've uh, gone through the purpose of government. Um, how government is going to cause revolution. Let's talk about the nitty gritty. Okay, so so when revolution happens, as you stated before, and I agree with you 100%, um, there's not going to be armies or uh, the army fighting against the public. I think, you know, people are going to have their own separate views based on geography mostly um, as to how the country needs to be run after the government is deemed unfit. Uh, so that being said, how is the pie going to be sliced? What do you think? It depends on the, it depends on the leadership and it depends on the manner in which the day is won. Because if the day if if the point of the revolution is the restoration of the constitution as it stands, it will go back to being a federal system. So then you have your armies, you march on Washington, you depose you depose whoever's in charge. And then you remove the dissenting factors, the upper one percent, if that's the case. I mean, you never know. I mean, like the upper one percent could fucking love freedom, sure. Because I mean, like, because pure freedom is pure capitalism, which means more money. I mean, like, the more freedom you have, the more the more ability you have to make money. I mean, like, even they would be able to recognize, you know, some things have gone wrong, and if if the population is is up is rising against, that's not making money, right? So. You know, if it's all, it's entirely possible that the upper one percent won't be part of the problem, but might might end up being part of the solution. However, I think that there's some caveats that need to be in there about like the upper one percent can't be involved in government. You know, I mean, like rich people are notoriously bad at running a government because they want to continue to be rich people, and they tend to try to run it like a business, which isn't always always good. But I think that if if we have if we have civil servants, cops, and army and regular citizens attempting to restore the constitution. I think that it'll literally go back to the way it was like 20, 30 years ago. Okay. What it'll be like the constitution. This is what it is. We have a governing body of justices. That's going to determine what's right and what's wrong. We'll have a, and have an acting president and acting Congress. And then we'll have clean elections in order to determine who is, who is who and who gets what, not so much who gets what, but who gets voted into being part of the election. So it'll be like all the people that 
had virtually NASCAR rap sheets of people who have been bought and paid for will probably end up in a ditch. And then the people that replace them will be, you know, your friends, your neighbors, your local elected officials, because even your local elected officials know enough about government to know that they don't know everything about government. That's sure. why there's that's why there's 700 fucking con- congressional representatives. Right. I mean, because because between all of you, someone's going to know what the fuck to do. And then you have your president, which would be an acting president, which would probably be like a high ranking military official until sure. a civilian uh, official is is determined or uh, general elections determine that that general is is worthy of being the supreme commander in chief. So then I think I really think that like if you if you we did have a revolution, it would be a counter a counter revolution of of pure American ideals, pure freedoms and and the restoration of the Constitution as we actually understand it versus the interpretation of of people who are attempting to use it to gain personally, because that's not what it was for. That's why that's why this is so difficult for them. Because that's not the Constitution. The Constitution was was the benchmark of freedom, mm-hmm. and that's not what they're trying. To, they're trying to use it in the opposite direction. And that's why they're having such a fucking hard time, and everyone notices when they try to change shit, because they're like, "It's oh, pretty clear. It's pretty clear that it, the constant. That's not. No, I mean they didn't mince words. You know, I mean it'd be like, ah, are you talking about trying to remove? You know, trying to tell me what I should and shouldn't watch or should and shouldn't listen to? Mm, something about you, though." Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's that's a good general specification of the how it should go down. But let's get a little bit more specific. Kyle says, though, your friends and neighbors at that point will be pressured by huge corporations and under the gun by lobbyists, not the rich people at that point. Um. I'm not too sure about that. Here's the thing. We're not talking about a bloodless revolution. We're talking about a very messy and deathly revolution. I mean, like it, it, you, you, we're, we're, we're taking the high road and assuming that the cops and army aren't going to be involved in it, but there's still going to be like hundreds of thousands of dead. And that includes a lot of the people in Washington, the lobbyists for sure. Then the reason why I say that is because everyone knows what a lobbyist is. Everyone knows what they represent, which is the corruption in government. If you live in Washington, D.C., you probably fucking know one, and you probably hate their guts because you know what they represent. So then in, in the case of this counter-revolution of against corruption, where, it, where we have reached the point of frustration and hostility, where we're willing to take lives in the preservation of the Constitution, lobbyists will be murdered en masse. Corporate corporate representatives that are that are in con- that are in Congress or in Capitol Hill will be murdered in mass. So then, you would have to be a pretty fucking stupid corporation to attempt to put someone back in to that situation and be like, try to convince them with money. How good did that go last time? Yeah, and how? And good these is- are the people that these are the people that just got done fighting a fucking revolution to kill tons of people. To restore things the way that they want, they felt like they should be, and then you're going to approach them and be like, "Here's a sack of money. We want this to happen." I'm sorry, what company were you with? They kill you, and then they go to that company and level it. Not only that, but how good is money <laughs> at that point in general? I mean, I would think it'd be damn near worthless. The stocks, the stock market will crash. 
But then once everything the dust settles and then everything comes back together, America is still America, and the fe- and the federal dollar is still representative of the money that we hold. Right. So I mean, like it, as long as we don't tear the entire country down, we keep the federal system going. The federal dollar is still representative by the gold that we hold in our reserves. So then ultimately, the 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 stock market will suffer a shock, but it won't collapse. Well, it'll collapse, but it won't die. So then we'll still have money that's representative of actual money versus like if you have a complete revolution where everything breaks down and everything gets separated, the only thing of actual currency that will have any value is pure gold, which almost nobody has right. because everything, everyone's in debt to fucking literally everyone. Yeah. So the only time that that would work is if you have something that's in your nation and your and your fiefdom, because at that point it'll almost become like a, a a medieval feudal system where every governor is the lord or the king, really, that you'll own that section of the land. But you'll what you own it has to be representative has has to be represented by some object that gives the paper money that you have value, which. Nobody's going to have because nobody's going to have anything that other than gold. There's not going to be anything that's there. So if you Rock don't have any gold, open oh, up no, the back. door. Is anybody there? Oh, look, it's <laughs> Kyle, everybody. He's crashing. How's everybody doing? Pretty good, Kyle. Thanks All for right. joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Let's break this down for a minute. I'm going to ask a quick question. Let's just, just walk with me. Okay. Walk with me. Walk okay. with me and tell me your name. Here we go. We take the rich people out of power. And we base our currency off of gold again. Not the federal note. Mm-hmm. Okay. All of a sudden, the rich people aren't considered to be rich anymore because they don't have gold. Realistically speaking, they have our current currency, but not gold. In fact, like Frank pointed out, not too many people have gold right now. That being said, you just made people that were not rich before you just took the rich out of power rich people that have gold. So these are the rich people now, and the rich people aren't rich people anymore. But those are the people that you just took out of power. So now you got a clusterfuck. Okay, you got people that were rich that aren't rich anymore. They have what our currency was, but it's not going to do them any good because we just switched what currency is based off of the value. That being said, you're going to throw your economy into a spiral, a crazy spiral, because you have people that have so much now, mansions, cars, yachts, the, the works, that have, according to, you know, gold now, nothing. That means nothing. You have all this stuff, but you have no money now. You just fucked over that 1%. Now, I'm not sticking up for the 1%. Please don't give me the wrong way. But there's so many ripple effects of what you guys were just speaking about. To take gold and make that the currency again, it's going to pretty much rip that 1%. A new one. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. If, if, if you think about it, I mean, that's part of the revolution is <laughs> it's also a redistribution of wealth. Um, and it really depends. I mean, if we decide as a, as a country to fall back on gold, 
Otherwise, I mean, it, the only reason why we use gold now is because it's a it's a rare earth metal, and it's not easy to find. Um, we could honestly use anything else as currency if we wanted to. Um, but as far as you know, uh, value goes. Once you know the government has toppled, in my opinion, your only value at that point is a combination of um, influence and the survival of the fittest. Until the government is reestablished and we find out what our new currency is, <laughs> because I, I can strongly imagine that once the revolution is—I'm sure this is not going to be an official announcement. Hello, revolution time. Uh, but once it actually happens, there's going to be mass rioting and looting like crazy. It's going to be semi-apocalyptic. Um, there's going to be a lot of people that don't actually follow what's going on in the government that will just assume this is you know, a free payday for me to go grab all that shit that I wanted down the street. And all that's going to matter at that point is the shit you have and how well you can protect it. But that's no, just gonna... my point of view. I was gonna say, you think those rich folk right now think you think they get pissed off when you change the rules just a little bit here and a little bit there because they're not getting as much money as they could be getting? Try telling those rich folk, hey, guess what? You're not rich anymore. Your money's worthless. See what they're gonna, yeah. See what they're gonna do then. I guarantee you, you're gonna have riots. What do you think, Frank? Well, I don't know how the rich people would riot. And rich people, if they're if they're, upper, if they're the upper one percent, the upper one percent, that's who we're screwing over. They'd be like, they'd be like, what, five hundred people? Yeah, something like that. I mean, that's like a that's like a small auditorium uprising. <laughs> and the the thing about the revolu about a revolution, if you're going to have one, a revolution has to be conducted under a rule of law. It can't be bedlam. If you have bedlam, you no longer have a, you're no longer attempting to institute any kind of government. That's you're, so I mean, you once once you. Once you let people get into that threshold of anarchy, there is no going back. There is a there there is a there is a national point of no return. Whenever you have cities burning and it's, just, and it's the citizenry doing it, and they're not doing it to uprise, they're not doing it to to prove a point, they're not doing it to preserve their freedom. They're doing it because they want shit, and you let them do it. It's no longer about government. It's about it's about an angsty teenage nation that doesn't know what the fuck it wants, and so I mean it, it's like, you know, it's like Rome in its last years, where the upper one percent of the upper one percent in Rome were so infatuated with their own legacy that they neglected everything, but in the process of neglecting everything, they lost everything. I mean everything. The whole the whole empire fell to ruin, not only from rioting with from the plebeians, but also by the opening they also opened the floodgates to let the barbarian hordes come in and destroy everything so then if we let our nation fall to bedlam in the process of this revolution and we and we forget we forget our place as a nation and as a people and the rule of law then we open the floodgates to anyone that wants to come in and take a huge fucking swath out of the country and we wouldn't be able to stop them because there'd be too much anarchy i mean you would you'd have the army looking at itself being like you know is this guy going to be part of the revolution? Is he not going to be part of the revolution? And then so they're 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 hung up, they're pensive, and then you've got you know let's just say I mean for shits and giggles, North Korea comes in and invades fucking Washington, all Red Dawn style. So then you lost Washington. Well now they're going to take California. Then they're going to take Nevada because I don't know why because no one wants Nevada. But the you know so you know there needs to be there needs to be law now as far as as far as taking the gold 
Um, I agree. I agree for the most part that if you if you remove gold, if you make gold, I see, what are you saying? What are you, what are you saying? Take take remove gold as being the standard. Is that mm, what you said? That's a possibility. I mean, if we decided to change the standard. So. The thing is, is that throughout the history of humanity being in social groups, gold has almost always been the the standard of 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 commerce. Mm-hmm. Whenever you get out of a barter system, so it's it's unlikely that it'll ever stop being that way, unless like you have absolute broke ass anarchy, like you know, the the Walking Dead. Sure. You know, I mean, now now you need stuff over gold, you know, because you can't eat gold, you can't eat. Did Charlie Butler take care of North Korea and America has fallen? I don't know, did he? Because I only watched the first one and it was fucking garbage. <laughs> but the um, so then if you have if you have gold, you, you almost always need to have not. I lost my train of thought now. Unless you start going back to a barter system, there always has to be something. We talked about that with the the bottle caps from Fallout. And if you tell if you tell the rich that their gold no longer has value, for the most part, very like I said, very few people have gold and. The people that do have it, if you take the gold and you make it no longer the standard, then their money is worthless, but then you have nothing. See, and that's what I didn't agree with what you said. You ended up saying that it affects the top 1% of the 1%, which is an auditorium full of people. But realistically, on a, on a realistic level, it's affecting a lot more than 500 people. It's affecting all the rich people and pretty much everybody that doesn't have a gold stash right now. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember saying that we were going to remove gold as as being a standard. Me. Oh, was it? Okay. I was like, I don't. I don't know where that I came from. I said it was like, a possibility, but yeah. Um, it really depends on how severe the revolution is. To be honest, I mean, like you, you said it right there. Um, if we do fall into total anarchy, then that is very well a problem. I mean, it it could go into the Walking Dead style apocalypse. So. We would have to go back to bartering at that point, but right. but if I mean, you we... have to, you have to have a government, you have to have money to re- you have to have something to represent the cash that you have, and you know like I think taking gold away would be the worst possible idea you could have, because then like is as meaning as as uh, stupid as it sounds, having having a dollar, having a a federally recognized currency for a nation is is imperative to that nation's identity. Where you know we are established enough to have money, we're established enough to have that we have a gold reserve and we have something to represent it. If we had everybody that was just using gold, I mean, like you, like it just, I mean, it would just be chaos because now, now there's too many people. So like, not everybody's gonna be like you would have an gold piece probably for your whole life, <laughs> and, and there would be you would have you'd have to go by ounces, and it, it would just it would be it would be chaos. Right. So like, I think that I think that taking Taking the taking gold and a federal dollar away would be would be inviting absolute chaos. Right, I agree with that because you straight up are taking away what we started out with. So if you're taking gold out of the equation, you better have something really good to back that up, and immediately to back that up. Because if you don't have something else, and it turns into a, a bargaining system or where you trade system, shit's gonna hit the fan. In a very big way, really fast. Yeah, that that bartering only works on a very small scale. That's right. why that's why in large scale communities you have currency. I mean, even if it's something like a, it's a Native American tribe, I think they 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 traded in like fine like um, beads or glass or something like that. Right. They yeah. still had it. 
I mean, because the community got to the point where it was large enough that you have specialization. Once you have specialization in a community, you need to have some kind of currency. I mean, you can't barter anymore because it's like, you know, well, Jacob says that he's going to give me two goats for that blanket. Well, you know, he could charge you whatever the fuck he wants to for that blanket because he's the only one that can make it. Right. You know, but but Jacob doesn't know how to fucking rear goats. So it's like there has to be somewhere in the middle because right. to him, that blanket isn't is worth two goats to you. That blanket is not worth dick because you've got goats. You can shave those motherfuckers. And you can have a fine ass blanket. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just because then then it becomes arguing over semantics where like you have if, especially if you have like in this case, we were talking about like a fractal nation where you have individual fiefdoms are having to try to decide what value is. Right. So then, like, you know, you have Arizona Kingdom versus the Nevada Kingdom. And, like, Arizona Kingdom says, like, you know, you know, two liters of water is worth, you know, X amount of grain. But in Nevada that has highland areas where they're able to grow food goes, fuck, no, it's not. You know, it's supply and demand. And then they're going to argue forever. And then they're going to go to fucking war. And they're going to kill the shit out of each other over trying to figure out who the fuck's bigger dick and over what the value of water is. Yeah. And that's how it would be then. Compared to now, in, in a system that's proven to work, when I drive from Arizona to Nevada, I say, oh, wow, cigarettes are really expensive up here. I'll wait until I get to Arizona. <laughs> yep, pretty much. <laughs> and then that's what I do. I just wait till I get back to Arizona. <laughs> that's funny. Okay. Yeah. So... Or you could sit there and barter for three hours and figure out what's worth what. <laughs> and, and, here's what and here's what's going to happen for the most part. I mean, because, you, again, we, we, this isn't, this isn't going to be a bloodless revolution. People will kill each other. They're going to kill each other, and they're going to kill each other about hundreds of thousands. So then you've already established that you are a nation bent on righteous indignation and violence. So then you're bartering with someone. I want, I need X amount of cigarettes. I'm willing to give you two bottles of water. You know, and then they say, well, I think that these cigarettes are worth at least three. Well, I disagree with you. Well, you can go fuck yourself. No, you can go fuck yourself. And then you kill him and you take fucking everything he has. Because oh, you've already proven you've already proven that you're angry enough that whenever someone slights you, you're willing to kill for it. Sure. So then now you have an entire nation full of revolutionaries. You have an entire nation full of Che Guevara's. You know? Give you my body for that hat. If we weren't related and it wasn't fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. that, that'd be that'd be a fun text. Hey, I, just, I just fucked your brother for a kitty cat hat. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about that? How do you feel about that? I mean, we can't take like, it back. But you've you never smell, been so far out of line. You smell that? That's your brother. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me on the show, guys. I'm I'm, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> All fun and games until the butt stuff comes up. All right. So, okay, there's varying degrees of said revolution, and and I think we hit pretty much all of them on the head. Um, (laughs) uh, It's really just going to depend on, I don't know, like the way you're saying it, it's going to depend on, fuck, faith. (laughs) A lot of it's going to depend on faith. Faith in, uh, you know, our, our constitution, faith in each other, and faith in the fact that, you know, I really hope this motherfucker doesn't kill me for what I have and is willing to wait it out until our government reestablishes so that we don't have total anarchy. Because, you know, once that becomes the, the standard where, hey, you've got what I want 
and you're not willing to give it up for you know a, a reasonable price in my opinion I'm just gonna kill you and take it anyways that's that's the beginning of the end that's the beginning right. of survive the survival of the fittest yeah. yeah, it's it's the beginning of Mad Max. And I mean, because it's just that's all it's going to be is it's going to break down. It's going to break down the system. But in every revolution that's been successful, which would be basically France and America for the most yeah. part. I mean, I guess Iran and and Korea had one, even though Korea wasn't super successful. Um, there there was always you had your revolutionaries and they were pushing an agenda and they were pushing it all with the top so they could have complete reform reformation in their country. The citizenry that, even if behind it or not behind it, were still being part of, if we had a revolution, the gov would lose within days. They would. They would lose almost instantaneously. The government the government would lose within seven days. I mean, D.C. itself would just tear itself apart. But they, so then you, but even during a revolution, you would always, you still have the rule of law where you have police officers that are still doing their jobs sheriff officers that are still doing their jobs it's not like everybody would surge in one direction because you would only have a certain amount of people that are willing to put their lives on the line for that true and a lot of them are going to be people that already a have nothing to lose b have already been put in that situation before like service members that that believe strongly enough in the in the restoration of the constitution but a lot of police officers would be staying behind it would still keep rule of law they'd have to because, as soon, like I said, as soon as you lose rule of law, like, what are you fighting for? Nothing. You're fighting for a nation of bandits. And who the right. fuck cares? You know what I mean? You might as well let everybody tear each other apart. Right. Because if you can't if you can't keep common decency, especially America, being the shining example of freedom and justice and righteousness in the world, still, no matter what anyone fucking says, that if you can't maintain that small bit of American identity... What the fuck are you even fighting for? It's a very good point, Frank. I do have uh, one last question because we'll start wrapping it up here. Because I think we pretty much covered all the bases. This went a whole lot differently than I thought it was going to go. Um, I thought we were going to talk about territories and shit, but we you know, can. I mean, like, I, I, mean, I mean, I could do that all day. I could no, literally talk about this all day. Well, that's the thing is that the way you you've put it, and it's very well put. It wouldn't come to that. I mean, we might, if anything, we might regress to just states and, and our own, you know, uh, statewide law and constitutions, and whatnot. But I mean, we wouldn't be completely fractured. We'd still hold an ideal it, on that. It and would those, be like Confederacy. Yeah, it, it, and that kind of brings me a little bit of solace, knowing that it wouldn't just go to straight anarchy. Because that—that was my first thought was. You know, riots on the streets and everybody's looting and pillaging, mm -hmm. basically. So, but now that you put it that way, it makes a lot more sense. But here's my question: In the event of a revolution, how likely do you think we are to be attacked from outside? That would be a terrible idea. Yeah. So, like, there's a Charlie Daniel song where it talks about the South rising again, mm. and regardless of the context that was just to let you know what song it was the the idea was that we fight amongst ourselves sure but don't you don't any of you foreign folk try to fight with us oh, so yeah, it's like yeah. like even if we're in the middle of a revolution and and let's just say again because everyone's demonizing because it's easy and they're basically the axis of evil hmm. north korea decides to invade you watch that revolution turn right the fuck around and kill literally every north korean on this nation because we're already fucking mad we're already mad as shit. 
So, I mean, like now it's like now we're just like we're, we, we have a single focused entity to annihilate. And now you watch the revolution destroy North Korea completely. And I don't mean just like here where the, what they landed with. I mean, like you were talking about battle groups in the Pacific being like, you know what? Why don't we just take care of this right now? Japan, South Korea, China, you with me? We'll divide it up. You guys fucking go nuts. You right. figure out what kind of territories you want. We just want to fuck them up. And you just watch Japan, South Korea, and China just storm the beaches and just br- brutalize everybody. And, and North Korea ceases to be a nation and a problem all <sighs> at the same time because they decided that during America's time of crisis that they're going to try to pick a fight with the wrong fucking bear. <laughs> Good call. I mean, that, that makes sense. The fastest way to unite us as a country is to attack us. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll go back to killing each other. Yeah, we'll kill you first, and then uh, we'll kill each other. Yeah. All right, so this has been very uplifting. <laughs> Do you have any uh, closing thoughts, Frank? I mean, I think that if 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 worst worst case scenario that if we did end up revolution ending, and we did lose a federal system, it would go to a Confederate system, which was fine because it was almost like the same thing as the federal system anyway, except for that each individual state had its own individual governing body, but. There was overarching Confederate money, and there was a uh, uh, a general defense pact. So, like you know, when the Confederacy was formed, let's say England attacked because in its time of trials and tribulations, the South was trying to figure out where it was going to go, and England decided to invade and try to retake Virginia. Well, every Virgin, every state in the Confederacy was mandated by the Confederate law to turn and fight to at the defense of the Confederacy. So even still. Let's say, like you know, Arizona, or all the nation, the entire nation gets gets divided, and even though everybody hates California, you know, North Korea invades California. Well, begrudgingly, Nevada, Arizona, and Washington send National Guard to go help defend California. Sure, because it's part of the Confederate doctrine, which would be like that's as that's as that's as chaotic as I could honestly see a post-revolution government being is being a Confederate system. Now, like, if you want to get really fucking nutty, when every governor decides that they're a king and that they have their own individual fiefdoms and Arizona can't survive on its own, so it's going to annex part of South California. And whenever it annexes part of South California, well, that's going to really make the fucking North mad, but they can't really come down because they hold not only the, the, the high ground, they also hold all the vegetation and a lot of the water reserves in California. Yeah. But Arizona has managed to push its way to the ocean, and now it can do trade with Australia and under other individual nations and get a lot of its supplies. It'd be fucking amazingly fun. <laughs> also terrible. Oh yeah, absolutely. How about you, Kyle? There's not... a gun. There is a gun behind every blade of grass. Oh, that's there, a I love that quote. <laughs> there will be no attack as far as them storming the beaches and coming here. There will be none of that. However, that doesn't make me naive to the fact that some other countries are technologically advanced to have um, shit that they could put in our water, different types of biological attacks. Um, So I I feel that this nation would tear itself apart before we were attacked by anybody else. That being said, I hope the day doesn't come. I, I really feel that um, 
We are one more away from figuring this thing out with another country. Figuring our own shit out. And to be honest with you, I don't care who that country is. We're going to kick their ass. We're going to come back, unite, and be fine. It's my ending sentence there. That's what I'll go out on. That's good. I liked it. Very good. I really don't have a whole lot. I mean, personally. Like I said, I think this country needs a revolution. I don't want it. Um, I think that there's been so much corruption and so many um, actions of tipping the scale in, in the favor of the rich and, and in the favor of uh, corporations and whatnot. I think that they have way too much influence over how our country is run. And I'm not unrealistic to the point where I think that if you're a huge-ass corporation, you don't at least have some sort of influence on your country. But how it's governed? Yeah, not so much. That's not okay. Um, I don't know of any other possible solutions to to stop that from happening once it's already gotten to this point because of the fact that you're not going to get the rich people voting themselves out. They're going to vote themselves in every single time, and if it costs thousands, hundreds of thousands of lives in the process, so be it, as long as they get paid. Um, it's really depressing, <laughs> but it is what it is today, and unless there is some other miracle that happens that stops it from happening going forward, I see no other um, future. So... There you have it, folks. Well put. Thanks for dropping by. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. If you like what you saw, like what you heard, please comment, rate, subscribe, like, follow us. All of the above. We'd appreciate you for it. Um, we'd like some feedback. Uh, it would be very, very beneficial to us to know that you know you guys are actually listening. Um, go ahead and, you know, shoot us a tweet on Twitter. We're at Dasterlyman. Um, we are also on Facebook, so go ahead and like us there as well. And um, we will see you guys eventually soon. So, until next time, we'll see you later. Goodbye. Dun 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 d